welcome to No Small Talk, the arts and entertainment podcast for the Arkansas Times. I'm Stephanie Smittle, and I'm here with Omaya Jones. Yeah, and today we'll be highlighting some arts and entertainment news, and we'll also talk with Corin Spiro about Trust Tree Program Songwriting Camp for Girls. But first, a few things we think you should know about. So there is some new music from Solo Jackson, a very talented young rapper who's from Arkansas um, and who just put out a song called, a couple weeks ago he put out a song called No Placements, produced by Idol Kid, really talented producer from here. And then um, he just put out this song called Foot on Neck. It's on SoundCloud, fingers crossed, Solo's gonna do a video uh, for that because I love his video for a song called I'm Not Okay. But check it out, Foot on Neck, and we'll link to it in the blog post here. I also want to say that here in the studio with us today, we uh, are going to be talking with Corrine Sparrow a little bit later about Trust Tree Programs for Girls, but she's here with us. Hi, guys. Hanging out. Corrine Sparrow, everyone. One other really cool thing. There's a forthcoming graphic novel from Nate Powell, who is... Uh, just won the National Book Award for the third book of the March trilogy. Do you guys know this? Mm-hmm. Yes. About Congressman uh, John, John Lewis's Lewis. biography, right? And so Nate Powell illustrated this. He's from North Little Rock, and he's got a new book out in comic book shops June 27th, and it's called Come Again. And he has lived in Indiana since 2004, but he's sort of tapping back into Arkansas roots with this one, you guys. And he's drawing uh, on those influences in this book, which has been called, quote, a dark fairy tale that draws inspiration from Ursula K. Le Guin, Le Guin. Mm-hmm. the Le Guin. recently deceased sci-fi author. Le Guin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ur- Ursula K. Le Guin. While feeling very relevant to the contemporary anxiety that the world has gone wrong while everyone continues to act normal. But of course, it's also about parenting, guilt, and relationship drama on a 1979 hippie commune. And there's a demon. End quote. So that's Come Again. Nate will be here uh, promoting the book and we'll keep you in the loop about all of that. But meanwhile, Come Again is on pre-order at topshelfcomics.com. That's comics with an X. And he's been posting these little bits on his Instagram. That's what I was going to say. I'm looking one up right now because I could swear I saw one the other day and it looked awesome. Yeah. Amazing little stills. Nate Powell, he used to be in a band. Um, from our, from Little Rock called Sufi Nun Squad mm-hmm. that was really big for a while and mm-hmm. it was kind of interesting to see his transition from the music to doing comics full time and like he's really made it and made it work for him mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. he's a really talented cartoonist too super talented so come again check that out uh, also we want to make note of some news from the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra this week that maestro Philip Mann is uh, departing after the 2018-2019 season. He will be the first ever ASO Conductor Laureate. So they're they're going to uh, bestow him with a title among his many other titles when he leaves, and he'll be, of course, here throughout the season. Um, but uh, we will keep you in the loop about uh, Philip Mann, who's sort of getting some attention on the international scene as a conductor and course um you can read all about that on our blog rock candy check out this week's to-do list in the arkansas times for more happening this week there's fush fest at benny craig park for fush creek you guys know this it's a fush giant creek damn some... fush creek yeah it's like the gigantic swampy watershed underneath little rock that keeps us from flooding all the time 
Yeah, it's um, so that's happening Saturday. There's a concert, of course, which we'll talk about a little later from Dot and Bonnie Montgomery and Grace Stormont. There's also Hot Springs annual running of the tubs. Do you guys know about this thing? No. Hot Springs celebrates its bathhouse culture by like it's a race, but people race bathtubs on wheels. They put they outfit like bath actual bathtubs with wheels. Wow. Okay. Decorate them. Uh, but maybe more importantly to the music bent fans of Brooklyn's Shilpa Ray. Shilpa Ray is going to play here at 6 p.m. on Saturday for the Running in the Tubs after party. Uh, also Daz and Bree and Couch Jackets. So it'll be a really good time. And then uh, in addition Tuesday for Terror Tuesday series at Cal's Ron Robinson they're screening um, Fritz Lang's Metropolis. Wow. I'm learning a lot. I'm really glad that I'm here for this. <laughs> Metropolis. Well, you Metropolis? really don't know. I've never seen going. Metropolis on a big screen. Metropolis. It's one of those this movies where it's one of those movies that has an interesting backstory where originally it was a very long film. Then a lot of those cuts, there were a lot of cuts made to it. And then a lot the original film was lost. Mm-hmm. And then in like the 80s there was a version that was put out where uh, Giorgio Moroder redid the score and added some special effects and stuff like that and then I think it was like in the early 2000s or late 90s someone found I think like in Brazil a film canister with Mm -hmm. a bunch of previously missing footage and then so that was just a restored version that's like I don't know I think it's like two and a half maybe almost three hours long but it's just like this real interesting backstory to the Mm -hmm. history of this film Mm -hmm. um, and its survival over decades i've only seen it um probably criminally mm-hmm. so i've only seen it on the small screen but you know it's sort of an icon of graphics and mm-hmm. effects right like mm-hmm. super busby berkeley but like also dystopian future mm-hmm. and about class conflict which never goes out of style yeah. talking about class <laughs> conflict it's very relevant it's a very relevant film there's not like it deals with technology and all sorts of things that we're still dealing with. It occurred to me as I was reading about Metropolis that maybe part of the reason why it stays so timely is because it's a silent film. So, like, they had to explain things about class conflict Mm -hmm. with imagery. And so that kind of thing keeps it from feeling like it's an old film. Mm -hmm. It feels just like Bauhaus kind of thing. So nothing really dates it in these specific ways that it might if it had. Right. That's interesting. Right. There's nothing... I mean, of course, you know it's a film from 1927, but there's not a lot in it referentially to tie it to 1927, so you sort of can still experience it as if it's a new thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so that's screening. There's a lot more going on. Check out this week's to-do list in the Arkansas Times for that. And we will be right back for more on Trust Tree Programs with Corey and Sparrow. Welcome back to No Small Talk. I'm Stephanie Smittle, the Arts and Entertainment Editor for the Arkansas Times, and I'm here with Omaya Jones. I am also here with Corrine Sparrow, who is the mastermind uh, behind, uh, there's a team, right? There's a team, but you're the, the, the sort of founder, should we say, of Trust Tree Programs for Girls. Yes. The director. Yes. Thank you, Steph. What are Trust Tree Programs for Girls, <laughs> Corrine Sparrow? That's a great question. Okay. So, um... Right now, what Trust Tree is, is a summer camp um, where we're offering two songwriting music programs, two different camps this summer, one in June and one in July. And um, 
Yeah, so right now we're a music camp with an awesome songwriting and recording program coming up in June and then a songwriting workshop shop coming up in July. However, I think that there's, you know, we have a lot of hope of growing in the future into different kinds of art, not just music. Totally. So, you know, getting to focus more on visual art. And I always emphasize, like, the leadership aspect of things. Um, and we can talk more about that kind of specifically. But, um, you know, I just kind of feel like everything that we do in all of our camps, there's an emphasis on, like, teamwork, communication, um, listening to people, you know, who have different opinions, um, working together, problem solving, all those things that ultimately, you know, make people good team members and good leaders. And so that's something that I just always want to emphasize across all of our camps, whether it's like a music program, a visual art program. And I have a lot of theories that I could get into about how I think like songwriting um, is kind of like this perfect exercise for developing leadership skills and project management skills and all this other stuff. But yeah, so that's what we are. We're well, a music camp for now. <laughs> let's let's do talk about that because mm -hmm. so we covered the summer camp um, last year in its first year, and my takeaway from this is that it does have a lot to do with giving girls maybe permission to be leaders, like creating a situation in which qualities, leadership qualities, are not seen as you know being bossy or bitchy or um, having negative things assigned to them, but like just giving, maybe giving girls a place to, to, to learn a, those parts of themselves and then express them with other people and get immediate feedback. Am I way off? No, uh, that's a hundred percent right. And also to get like the feedback of, um, of mentors, you know, older female musicians and artists who can help mentor them and help them to achieve their creative goals and build their confidence and, you know, I think all of that is really like transferable to kind of like, you know, just realms outside of songwriting and music and all of that. So you're 100% right. That's like what we're all about is just boosting confidence and helping girls to surprise themselves with what they can accomplish and what they can create. So I definitely want to hear this theory about songwriting as a <laughs> microcosm for how to be a, like, a, a leader. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know, and when we talk about leadership, I feel like there's always this idea of, you know, the leader is like the loudest person in the room who takes charge. And like, I don't see it that way. And these girls teach me a lot about leadership because sometimes they'll be, you know, one of the girls will be one of the quieter ones in the group, but she might have like a really special way of bringing people together or uh, maybe formulating different ideas because she's really listening and you know kind of coming up with that perfect solution for her group or whatever it is that so that you know there's all different ways to be a leader and we're really into like letting girls be who they are and meeting them where they are so I'll just start out with that kind of like redefining you know what does a leader look like or act like or whatever but yeah I mean I think songwriting you know I mean, there's a lot of different ways, obviously. There's a lot of different fields that we all want women to have more inclusion in. Um, but I didn't really feel like I'd be the right person to help them, let's say, like in technology and science, because that's not my field. Mm -hmm. So like music is my field, I'm a musician. So that's what's natural to me. And within that, I really do feel like in this simple process that they go through in our camp of um, in the June camp, they write a song in the first week, either alone or with other girls, depending on their preference. Like we're really into letting them do what they want to do. And then in the second week, they record that. 
song um, at Capitol View Studio, which is awesome, like a real recording facility. Real deal. And yeah, yeah, and like, so just in that process, there's so many decisions that have to be made about, well, like, you know, and we let them really define their own goals. So it's like, well, what kind of song do you want to write? What kind of instrumentation do you want it to have? What do you want it to be about? Or is it even about anything? You know, does it even have words? Is it instrumental? Does it even have music? Is it a spoken word piece? And you're going to like bang a drum to it. Like, what is your song going to be? So you have to kind of define that goal either alone or working with other girls, depending on, and each choice I think is kind of equally challenging in some ways, right? Like if you choose to work alone or with others. And then you have to execute that and break it down into manageable steps and carry it out and the time that we have allotted, which is not that long really, you know, so they're working with time management and problem solving and trying to, yeah, and trying to create something. I feel like you really work through a lot of just the really um, universal stages of like project management, goal setting, all that kind of stuff. So of course you can achieve, you know, that through all different different means, but like like I said, music was my sort of that's my entry point to everything. So to me that just seems like such an easy like way to work on a lot of these skills and also get some amazing songs out of it. I don't mean to even put the songs as like the secondary thing. You know, they're kind of really the primary thing. So Tell us a little bit about what the mentorship looks like. So you, I know you have other arts educators there that are involved at that come in and um, yes. work with the girls, right? Yes, I would love to tell you about this because this is like one of the things I'm the most excited about and proud of the camp about because I think it really is a unique experience that we're offering to girls in Little Rock or in Little Rock area um, that I don't really know, you know, many other camps have anything, I don't think anyone has anything quite like this, um, although they're doing other amazing things in other fields. So basically, um, our team that runs the camps with me is comprised of um, two very esteemed, <laughs> amazing, creative um, teachers in the Little Rock School District who also happen to be my bandmates and my band Dot, uh, Melanie Castellano and Jordan Wolf. And they both have backgrounds specifically like in art, fine art, arts education. Um, and Jordan teaches art at Horace Mann. And Melanie kind of like started out um, studying like art education and then sort of like segued into special ed um, at Parkview. So they bring with them just a wealth of like visual art experience. They're both musicians, multi-instrumentalists and songwriters. And then they're also like amazing teachers in the Little Rock School District who are making it happen, you know, every single day mm -hmm. for our kids. So I just kind of feel like, wh like what a dream team, like where else could you even find like people who like check all those boxes? And then we also have, um, my best friend since I was 15 years old, uh, Robin Goodmark, a.k.a. Sprout, who is in another band. It's basically all my bandmates, but it's just so strange to me that my bandmates all happen to be these amazing female arts educators. And Sprout um, is, she's an environmental educator, an arts educator. She wrote a book that was published um, with a foreword by Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth, by the way, um, about getting girls together and starting a band, like how to get your girls together, Girls Rock, how to get your girls together and make some noise, I think, or something, is the little subtitle thing. Look it up. And yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll link to it. It's really cool. Blog post to and talking. so she, you know, and not, and she's also a songwriter, multi-instrumentalist. We've been in two bands together. And then we're gonna have some like guest artists floating in and out throughout the summer. And so far we already have confirmed 
Um, Cammie Renee, who plays bass and sings in Daz and Brie and is amazing and has also been writing and producing her own songs recently. And I really want her to talk about that because I want to give the girls access to like as many women working in production as mm -hmm. possible because mm -hmm. that's like super, super underrepresented among all the underrepresented musical stuff. Um, and Daz and Brie are going to come by as well. And I have my eye on a couple of other folks who I would just love to come in and talk to the girls about what they do, do like a little mini performance or watch some videos together, maybe write something together with the girls. And so, yeah, I feel like it, it kind of takes a village to run a camp like this. So it's like, I'm so lucky to have my like co-facilitators, but then also we're going to have other um, amazing, inspirational female musicians coming through to share. Yeah. And so you have these educators, but all of these people, in addition to being educators, are also people who have, who are working musicians and women who have presumably at some point had to walk into the door of a venue and explain that like they're in the band or like <laughs> yeah. or you know um maybe 100%. overcome some other obstacle that comes along from being a uh, with being a woman in the music industry how rare is that that you get you know people that are are teachers and doers yeah right? i i agree it's like i'm i feel so blessed and so lucky to work with this team of women and they're also my best friends so it's just like you know it's just one of those things <laughs> I just kind of like came together and made a lot of sense and I, I really do feel like we have something to pass on and to share and it just feels really exciting to be able to do that together and really fun so this is the second year and yeah. where can our listeners find out more if they want to either um, if they're a parent and want to find out more about the camp or if they're just um, somebody who wants to support what trust tree is doing Awesome. Okay, we do have a website. If people still go on websites in 2018, they and do. <laughs> I made it, made it myself with my cold, hard, bruised hands, or whatever I said to you. Um, almost lost my mind doing it, and it's just very simple. It's trusttree.org. That's trusttree.org, um, and you can really find everything there. That's like the mothership where you're going to find all the info you need. But then, of course, we have um, a Facebook. Just search for Trust Tree Programs on Facebook. We have an Instagram, Trust Tree Org. Um, so we're out there. Just give us a give us a goog. <laughs> Trust Tree. <laughs> and then if you want to see some of these arts educators and mentors in their roles as musicians, you can go this week. Right. To, tomorrow. Well, tomorrow. <laughs> tonight. Tonight. By the time Friday. you're hearing this. Sorry. Friday, June 1st, 9 p.m. at the Whitewater Tavern. Uh, dot, which is Corrine Sparrow, who's here with us today, Melanie Castellano, and Jordan Wolf, uh, performing with Bonnie Montgomery and Grace Stormont, a Mountain View-based banjoist and guitarist. So that's yeah, uh, Friday, June 1st. Her. I've not seen her before, but obviously I've seen Bonnie. Yeah. That'll be, yeah. That, we'll talk about that another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She's a very good friend of all of ours, so we're really excited. We're gonna have fun t tonight. Tonight, Friday, <laughs> June 1st. Okay, so Northern State was your first band. Mm -hmm. It's been dormant for a while. Great. But then all of a sudden in the past month or so, <laughs> you got like a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a social media presence all of a sudden. We do. <laughs> um, so what is the question? Like why do we have the social media presence or what's gonna happen well, next? Well was it was it like was somebody like going through like know. old photo like a shoebox of old photos and decided to share them or like yes and no actually. That's actually kind of what happened. Um so we used to tour a bunch with our good friend Katie Cassidy who was kind of like the secret fourth member of the band like she was not 
in Northern State proper. That was the three of us. But she was with us, like, for most of the big things we ever did. And she played... Um, she played, I mean, talk about female multi-instrumentalists. I need to get her down to the camp. <laughs> she played uh, electric guitar on stage with us. She played a miniature harp because she's a classically trained harpist. And she put a pickup on a miniature harp and ran it through an amp. She played xylophone. She had like this station where, so we had her on as many tours with us as we could because it just added so much. <laughs> this one person was like able to be like a one-woman band and add so much to our, yeah. our live show. And she played in our recordings too. And she also was like a very dedicated photographer and videographer and really talented at that and a talented visual artist as well. And a lot of the photos she took of us ended up in Rolling Stone and in various magazines. And like we used them for our press photos because they were better than anything we could ever get usually when we would try <laughs> it wouldn't work out but hers were the best so through a, se a series of events basically sort of like the vault that she had of all of her photos and videos got opened which I can't, won't even get into that um, but it was actually like opened by another friend of ours who was um, a drummer in our band and he like was going through it looking for some stuff that he needed and just started kind of sending me stuff being like oh my god look at this oh my god look at this oh my god look at this <laughs> and so of course I hit up Robin and Julie and was like you know we really should start to like have some sort of presence on the internet again and post some of these things because they're just really cool and it'll be fun and I've always lamented that like you know it's one thing to be dormant and not be like recording or touring which we haven't been for years and I've moved to Arkansas and Robin and Julie um have, have become moms and you know we've been busy so that's fine but it just always kind of like stuck in my craw that there was not a little corner of the internet where you could go to like see anything about us like we just like <laughs> we disappeared so we just thought that would be neat to just like put up some old throwback stuff and you know we called it uh, Northern State Reunion and so people were like is there gonna be a reunion is there gonna be a reunion and like I think probably at some point we're definitely talking about it, but like the scheduling and everything is like pretty crazy between me being unavailable for the whole summer because of camp and then like school starts up for them and their kids. There's just like a lot to, a lot of moving parts, but I, I, we've definitely been talking about it. I think it's something we'd all really enjoy. It's just kind of like the logistics of it, like how on earth, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure if we just, if we really want to do it, we'll make it happen. We tend to, we have a line in one of our songs about how we tend to put the cart before the horse, mm -hmm. you know, we'll just kind of like jump in and somehow make a crazy plan and do it. Cause that was kind of like what our whole career was for 10 years. So Northern state reunion, it might yeah, be the perfect time. Instagram. Maybe the world is ready. Oh, no. Maybe, maybe not. We're pretty <laughs> sure they're still not ready, but we'll just kind of do it anyway. <laughs> We're ready. I think the, the time is now. The time is now. The time is now. Today. How old are their kids? Let's get these girls on the phone. Make this are, like, are their kids like, are they uh, about to go to college? Or are they, no. Are they of drumming age? No, they're toddlers. Oh, are they drumming? Okay. Actually, almost. Okay. That's drumming no. age. They're but toddlers. toddlers. You can take they're toddlers little. on tour with you, though. Well. I guess they could, you know, they would have skipped school. Yeah. That's an interesting Wait, idea. Do toddlers go to school? I'll, Not for a while. Yeah. Not until they're like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting idea that we haven't explored. <laughs> I think we assumed that toddlers would not be coming. But, I mean, maybe that's the answer. You just need a well-appointed boss. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Something, you know, with a little diaper changing rack and yeah. all that jazz. Yeah. A touring nanny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're taking applications. <laughs> Very <laughs> merry pranksters. Like, yeah, that would be amazing, right? Maybe that's the answer. I'll, listen, I'll bring it up. At this point, all ideas are on the table. 
So that might have been a good brainstorm that we just did here that could bring the Northern State Reunion closer to you in your <laughs> town. <laughs> Thank you, Corrine Sparrow, so much for coming by and telling us about Trust Tree Programs for Girls. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love spreading the word about this camp. We're so excited about this summer, and we just can't wait to continue to grow and expand and work with as many girls as possible. And we have scholarship money available for those who need it, and it's really not that hard to get. You just have to kind of talk to me, and we'll work it out. We really want as many girls to come as possible, and where there's a will, there's a way. And the age range is expanded. Oh yeah, thank you. Very good, Stephanie. You've been doing your homework. Yeah, we're we're talking like nine to fifteen years old now, but like it can be flexible. Sometimes you you know if there's a sixteen year old who's dying to come, we can talk about it, or you know you just you never know. So that's the loose age range is nine to fifteen. So find out more at TrustTree.org. And thank you so much, Corrine Sparrow, for being here. This is No Small Talk, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to No Small Talk, the arts and entertainment podcast for the Arkansas Times. I'm Stephanie Smittle, and I'm here with Omaya Jones, who I think has a recommendation for us. I do. Uh, I want to recommend... Uh, a show Saturday night at the venue is EJ's Eat and Drinks. Um, there's a band playing called Daikaiju, and I could not tell you what this band sounds like, even though <laughs> I, I have seen them before. <laughs> but they they put on a show that is so energetic and it's so crazy. Like you always see, like in the concerts, people crowd surfing. But like they did this thing where at the end of their show, they crowd surf the drum kit and the drummer, and he played Amazing. while he was floating on top of the sea of people. Amazing. Uh, and this is this is a, the description from their website. Who is Daikaiju? Premium action heroes deliver most high rocket attack, special reverb skill combo for full impact, loud sonic <laughs> boom for earful pleasure, beautiful radiation of hyperdimensional springy sound, making divine psychic wind for your win for your special defense. Worship Daikaiju daily for good luck and health. That's so. easily one of the best band bios I've ever read. <laughs> or had read to me yes. in this case. Daikaiju, um, EJ's Eats and Drinks. When is that? Saturday, June 2nd. <laughs> There's no time listed here. But I think it's Oh, it's always it's nine. Like nine. Yeah, yeah it's okay. always nine. Oh, Stephanie, do you have a recommendation? I do. I think that you should check out this badass documentary on Vimeo that just came out this week about Arkansas native Jeff Henderson. Do you guys know this guy? No. He won the Olympic long jump in 2016, and he's from McAlmont, Arkansas. And uh, so there's a new um, documentary about him from this director, Jabari Davis, and uh, it's just kind of about his life and how he brought home the Olympic gold in the long jump. He won it by a millimeter, uh, sorry, a centimeter. He beat South Africa's Luva Manyanga by a single centimeter in 2016 and he won the gold. <laughs> a centimeter. And it wasn't even his best. His best long jump is 28 feet. He could jump in the air 28 feet. How is that physically possible? I have a feeling if you watch this documentary <laughs> on Vimeo, you might discover that. Wow. Check it out, uh, Jeff Henderson. There's also really a great uh, interview with him that David Kuhn from the Arkansas mm -hmm. Times did with him when he very first got back from Rio de Janeiro, which I, I think was the where the Olympics were that year. So check that out on arctimes.com. Super interesting. Yeah, Jeff Henderson. Sylvan Hills High graduate. Oh, nice. Jeff Henderson, Olympian. And do you have a recommendation? 
I mean, I do. You know, I do. I have a recommendation. What's kind your of, recommendation? Well, I thought of two, but I just kind of, you know, started with <laughs> started with the present moment with where I am and with. Um, I was thinking about some women in my life right now um, who are making amazing art and music. Um, and so the first one I was going to say was just like um, relating to the fact that my band is playing with Bonnie Montgomery at Whitewater tonight. I was thinking that what I want to recommend, and maybe you'll, you already did when it came out, is Bonnie's album, Forever, Forever, which came out in February, so you might have talked about it then. But I just want to remind folks, like, this is one of the absolute most beautiful and amazing albums that will probably come out this year anywhere. And this talented songwriter, composer, and performer is, you know, plays right here in our town, including tonight at the Whitewater. And if you're going to go to the show, or even if you're not, to just, like, sit down and listen to this record or listen to it in your car it's on spotify or get it from itunes and you know support support uh the songwriter but even if you don't buy it just like listen it's so good like treat yourself you'll be so glad you did i'm sure you've listened to it forever you're gorgeous yeah oh my gosh forget it so that was one the other real quick one was just um if if you haven't seen it yet sally nixon's book House Plants and Hot Sauce. Mm -hmm. I gave it to my little sister for her graduation as part of her graduation gift two weeks ago and she freaking loved it. And so if you need a good graduation gift, I think it's like the cutest gift ever. Yeah. And Sally's so amazing. Perfect. Love it. And I gave two. Recommendations from Corey and Sparrow. Those are recommendations. Right. Nice work. And Stephanie, do you have a move for the week? I do have a move. So there is a place in Hot Springs called Emergent Arts and it's on it's in Whittington Park oh, it's in yeah. an area that's just off of Central Avenue and they're opening up the V show which is explicit and subtle imagery of the vagina so these this ranges from like <laughs> from like Georgia O'Keeffe um very abstract like you know uh, wavy ocean like representations to just very very realistic um, uh, depictions of, of the vagina right so it's called the V show and it's going up let's like take this imagery back and own it and and um, a lot of the art is by women and it's been curated by this burlesque performer named Sylvia Stems uh, real name Angie Ezekiel so I'm gonna say the move is go check out the V show at Emergent Arts I in Hot Springs, Woodington Park, the V Show. That's my move. Awesome. So Steph always has a move. Yeah. Amazing. I have a move. Yeah, every week. And this one has to do with ocean like vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> like well, it, to be fair, it doesn't have to do with ocean like vaginas every week. It's just that every week I have a move. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So thanks for joining us here on No Small Talk, the Arts and Entertainment Podcast for the Arkansas Times. We'll be back next week. <laughs>